Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I smell a Merry Christmas. I hope you're laying under those trees, soaking mm-hmm. in the fine audio we have delivered to you through the chimney. I didn't mean this to start off in a Christmas metaphor, but it has done. Merry Christmas anyway. This is Christmas Day, I believe. Let me check the schedule. <laughs> it is. It is a Christmas Day. It is day. good. Do you want to get that wrong? Um, Do we, I mean, this is the wrong time to say it. Do we want to release mm. this on Christmas Day? Or is this it's a Boxing done. Day type thing? I feel like you get it on Christmas, but maybe it's one of those toys you don't really play with properly until Boxing Day. Frankly, so. I know of all years, maybe this is the year where you would just listen to a podcast on Christmas Day. But really, yeah. the only podcast I would ever listen to on Christmas Day is Adam Buxton's with Joe Cornish, and that's because I'm a little freak. Um, mm. I think so. you could listen to us, because it's, you know, similar vibe. But as we've said, it is finally time for the sandwich special. We've got months weeks worth of feedback to get through here when we um, did drowning it was only a matter of time until we did sandwiches that's just I know. That's, we're we're, we're, slaves, say, we're slaves dare, to convention dare i say we've got more sandwich stories than drowning stories i'd have to tot them up but it's, is, it's blooming close is that really surprising cardi that more people would have stories about sandwiches than drowning but funny no, it drowning. surprised me how many people had drowning stories so. yeah, true. um anyway Joe Scrabbles is with me, as is Matt Persley. Are we are we having nice Christmases? Uh, <laughs> I I have will by this point have ended a period of isolation so that I'm allowed to see my parents. So Good. hopefully, unless I have somehow given them COVID and killed them both, <laughs> I'll have a lovely Christmas. So we'll be fine. Well, let's 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 definitely hope that hasn't mm. happened. Me, um, I think me we too. Get right. Right, right into the meat of the sandwich, so to speak, and get on with some sandwich stories. But first, we're going to talk about our own little, our own personal experiences with mm. sandwiches. Um, Joe, you've got a very specific Christmas sandwich you like to share each year. Yeah, I have a, I have a sandwich that I make on Boxing Day every year. While I'm eating my Christmas dinner, I am thinking about making this sandwich the next day. That's how I treat Christmas. Um, and I just, what I do almost every year for the past two or three years, I've, I've tweeted it. I've not tweeted it. I've Instagram storied it, but I'll just share it with you now. A day early, you're getting the, you're getting a sneak preview. Brown seeded bread. Thick cut if possible, but it doesn't actually matter that much because really the bread is just, um, usually soft actually. I quite like being able to just chew through the whole business. Mm -hmm. Um, mayonnaise. Crack black pepper on that. Mm-hmm. White white turkey meat, dark turkey meat. If you've done the thing where you add bacon over your turkey, that goes on. Chipolatas if you've got them. Stuffing. That's your that's your big deal layer. This is gonna win this is when this is when your sandwich gains its height, really. Now, if you've got time and you're not drastically hungover as I usually am. What are we talking? Sorry, are we talking actual time or time the herb? Time the uh, the resource we're all losing every second of our lives. Um, <laughs> okay. The 
which, which could be both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seconds. Um, what you do, get the cold roast potatoes, chop them into slices with a really sharp knife, and then fry those. Oh. Right? Make yourself essentially thick old crisps out of your roast potatoes. Mm. They go on. Uh, usually at this point, if there's some like really like crispy or like, you know, like the edge of the pan burnt sort of carrots mm. or oniony bits, scrape them off, stick them on top as you're kind of like your crispy onion style bit. Uh, then what, this is just a personal preference. Gravy, always. I actually quite like the next day cold jelly like gravy. That's just I'm a, I, love, I don't mind a bit of fatty gravy. But you can heat that up and pour it over if you like. Make it a sort of um, a what French about having dip. it on like the side in a ramekin for a dipping. Yeah, I think you could do a French dip approach. I just like the jelly like <laughs> gravy. Call me crazy. Um, and then uh, and then you have another layer with the mayonnaise and black pepper on it. You can't just have it on one side. I've never understood people who only sauce up yeah. one side of their sandwich. Mm-hmm. Stick it on, squash it down, get it in your mouth, fall asleep. That's Boxing Day. That's a bit. That seems like too much for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm much for a simple sandwich. Like oh, my no. Christmas sandwich is something much more simple. Recently, I think like the last five years, uh, my mum for Christmas has cooked basically the stuffing is like a giant stuffing sausage Ooh, wrapped yeah. in bacon, mm-hmm. like a foot long, and there's always some of that left over, and that is great. And it's very simple. All you do is just butter some bread, put a couple of slices of that in, because you've got basically a sausage and bacon sandwich at that point, and just a little bit of ketchup, because it's different enough from the roast dinner. It feels different enough. It doesn't feel like a roast dinner. And I'm just a sucker for ketchup, so I'm putting that in. Very simple. Um, you don't really like sandwiches, do you, man? No. <laughs> that's, that's my contribution to this, is I'm here as the... I guess partially as the devil's advocate to everyone's sandwich stories, but maybe I'm here to be to learn the true message of sandwiches and and be brought yeah. around. So I don't have a Christmas sandwich recipe because I would not eat a Christmas sandwich. However, I feel depending on how long people have been aware of who I am, you might have been made aware of me because of a sandwich controversy. Um, if you're aware of it's not like a far bigger like <laughs> national story than it is. <laughs> If you're aware of Kirk McKeend, who is these days the editor of The Gamer, but has been at various other websites over time, he once got so annoyed at me for buying and eating a brie and grape sandwich that he basically <laughs> led a campaign against me on Twitter. Mm. Because why, it's a Tory sandwich, like? apparently. Well, I can kind of, I do kind of see where he's coming from. Personally, I wouldn't eat a brie and grape sandwich because that just doesn't sound nice. <laughs> So the, was it nice? I quite like it. Yeah. So it's it's brie with grape and a bit of kind of like chili chutney jam in Is there. Is it green with, grape or brown? Not brown grape. Red grape. Brown They're grapes. red grapes. Red grapes. Brown grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Never eat brown all, grapes. All that's, that's, brown that's chocolate raisins. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Red grapes. Okay. Yeah. So a yeah. bit of color in there. Yeah. A l- little bit of lettuce in there on a on a bit of rye. It's oh, nice. Right. That sounds yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's... like brie, so I wouldn't eat it, but I don't really care. Like, it yeah. doesn't bother me. <laughs> See, the thing is, yeah. is that, like, he, he got so... Like, this lasted for months, people just taking the piss out of me because I had the Tory sandwich. <laughs> the thing that I never revealed was that I learnt about them through Jeremy Peel, other games journalists who's never had any shit because he ate a brie and grape sandwich. Mm, well, everyone, now you know. 
go and destroy go. Jeremy <laughs> Peel's Christmas I'm... Day. <laughs> should we? Should we just all that? If like, heard you like Brian Gray? No, don't. Let's not start a campaign from a podcast he definitely doesn't listen to. It will be really okay. unfair. I might. I might just. I might just at Kirk then and go here. Matt likes Brian Grape. What do you think about this? Oh, kick it all off. Again. Just got a text from Matt saying he's eating Brian Grape instead of Christmas dinner. <laughs> Is this my my cue to mute Kirk for the Christmas period? <laughs> the words, the words he said to me were, "It's far too common for me that muck." <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Brie and Grape. Long live Hancock. That's what you said. Long live Hancock. <laughs> like what? Anyway, the, the superhero or the politician? <laughs> the politician. Oh, I love the idea of just maybe that's our new for Christ's sake respect the sea just long live Hancock the the superhero in brackets I've never seen that film and I don't think I ever will oh it's shite don't even worry about it um anyway Merry Christmas let's get on to your sandwich stories who wants to go first can I go go on I'm excited because this is from Joshua Piggott Smith who's definitely written in before uh I, I love this because, like, um, we've clearly asked for responses and just never read them out, so they're going to be all over the place, aren't they? It's going to oh, be yeah. responding. And I'm sorry to... if any of these have been said before. I'm pretty sure none of them have, but maybe one or two may be repeated. All right. Yeah. Joshua says, Hey, guys, when you put out the call for the worst sandwiches ever, don't remember that, in last week's episode, I immediately had flashbacks to a truly traumatic culinary episode in my life. Many years ago, whilst preparing for my first festival, brackets, Reading, that was my first festival, I was taking advice on what to take from my much more experienced festival friend who was going with me. (laughs) Festival friend sounds like someone you have to hire. (laughs) He recommended putting chili con carne in the sandwiches we were taking. (laughs) Sorry, what? Mm. (laughs) I've definitely had a chili con carne sandwich before, but not... To take not the festival. Festival. You wouldn't pack it and put it in a box. No. Exactly. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's very much a straight from scrape on the bread to mouth situation. Don't don't transport it. None the wiser and a lover of chili. I agreed. <laughs> whipped up, whipped one up, put it in bread and wrapped it up. Put it in bread. Bread. Fast forward. Just, just, just tell us how a sandwich is made. Then. Oh, this this sounds like the worst thing. Fast forward 36 hours and picture the scene. Your eyes are open and straining at the 10am sunlight beaming through your... This is beautifully written. Beaming through your wafer thin yet. And the thing is, I can really... I know that feeling after like three days of a festival. Yeah. Yeah. This is only a day and a half into it, 36 hours. (laughs) Head pounding from drinking tins of warm fosters for 10 hours. Mouth dry. Body aching. You're desperate for something to eat and drink, only to open your bag and be greeted with a single Capri Sun and a formerly cold but now tepid and most definitely a health hazard chili sandwich. Oh, I'm not eating it. With what I, I, it. I love the implication of this. With what I thought was no other option at the time, as if, <laughs> as if later on he was like, I just remembered we had a full barbecue. <laughs> um, I took a bite and oh my word. The sauce had soaked the bread into a pulpy mush. The chilli was like eating a cold, soggy, congealed burger from the night before, and after three bites, I stuck my head out the door and threw up everywhere. It almost put me off chilli for life. Never again. After that, it was jam sandwiches all the way. I just don't think I took any sort of 
food festival. Maybe some crisps. crisps. They're not going to perish. Or yeah, like, a lot of crisps. But yeah, nothing. Definitely not packing a pat lunch one for of the, day f- two of festival. One of the great joys of festivals is just eating, like posh takeaway food the whole time because yeah. well, uh, well i guess reading didn't really have that as much no, but glastonbury they'd and have about ones, 150 like... pulled pork stands if you want pulled right. pork <laughs> uh, yeah. i remember when i in my later festival years when i started going to posh ones where families went instead of rowdy ones where things get burned um the amount of food at those places you ever had a salmon kedgeri boys you gotta go to end of the road road festival <laughs> I, in dorset i think was it a reading it was either reading or sonosphere festival which used to exist uh i think i had an ostrich burger and i definitely felt very <laughs> honestly <laughs> smart i don't prob- know what i was going with that <laughs> probably a good thing that joshua threw up after that because the effects of chili on the gut at a festival yeah. is absolute dangerous. I thought it was going to end horribly, like, even more horribly, like, in a few hours' time, you're seeing a band, you just throw up on someone in front of you, like... I was thinking the old classic, fell in the long drop, lost my keys in there, all that stuff. But no, just a, just a, you know, just a little throw up. That's alright. Merry Christmas! (laughs) Thank you for that. I keep having to remind myself, this is Christmas Day. Stop talking about throwing up. Uh, I'll go next. We've got another Josh two josh's in a row they love the sandwiches josh is uh, uh bring back hancock <laughs> um josh little child says um, well, i don't know why i'm doing this podcast like it is christmas day and i'm already drunk <laughs> i haven't had anything it's the 18th right. of december we're at work <laughs> i know anyway uh josh says hey fellas i have to weigh in on the crazy sandwiches talk even though my entry isn't technically a sandwich, but it's still bread and fillings, what? and it's fucking ridiculous. Here we go. I'm from Canada, and if you're not familiar, one of the most popular late-night drunk f- foods is a Don Air. What? So that's D-O-N-A-I-R. Don Air. Like Michael like... Jordan-branded kebab. <laughs> kebab. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking, a <laughs> trainer made out of Donami. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, Donami is essentially sliced up trainers. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, that's you, like if you the left deal. out in the sun for a few days, that is basically leather. So, um, anyway, it's basically a Donna kebab, but with beef instead of lamb and sweet sauce instead of whatever is on the original version. Uh, so I suppose you'd have whatever you want. A uh, bit of chili sauce for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there you go. Um, the sweet sauce always turns people off initially, but it's amazing. Trust me. What the fuck is sweet sauce? Sweet, is like it like sweet? Ke- like, cause ketchup is sweet. Is it like sweet chilli? Maybe sweet chilli? It's not jam. <laughs> um, it might be. It might, anyway. be, might be fucking salted caramel for all we know. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, Maple syrup. <anyways>. <laughs> just putting it out there. Well, Maple yeah. syrup on Donami, I bet, is all right. Just, uh, just saying. Um... Did you have like Donna meat on pancakes and syrup? Oh God, I would could. that work? I could go. I just my belly just rumbled. Genuinely, <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> right. Anyways, when I was in university, there was a Don Air shop. I can't, I can't believe it's called Don Air. Mm. Uh, Don Air shop conveniently located right it's right outside the student bar that offered normal Don Airs, fries, burgers, etc. They also had the Wildcat, mm. which was a jumbo Don Air with double meat, double cheese, double sauce, and no veggies. <laughs> oh. As a as a like you man, pay extra for is... no veggies. <laughs> yeah. 
As a fat man, this is something I ordered semi-regularly, <laughs> but it was hard to eat the entire thing, even for me. Yes, Josh. One day after enjoying several of the eons lost $10, around seven quid, pictures, I lined up to get a Don Air after a long day of drinking. I was surprised and delighted to learn they added a new item to the menu, the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just want to interject here and say, like, Obviously, you shouldn't be eating Donair, you should be eating poutine. But I once went to a poutine place and it, they had one called the Heart Attack, which was literally the entire menu in a poutine dish. I feel like both of those terms are going to come up more than once <laughs> in this episode. Um, where was I? Uh, so the tombstone, no doubt in an effort to take an, a, a Canadian staple and up its Canadianity. <laughs> It was a wildcat with a large poutine stuffed in it. (laughs) To recap, that would be a jumble pitta with double beef, double cheese, a large order of fries and cheese curds smothered in both gravy and poutine sauce. I thought gravy was the poutine. Do you mean Donair sauce? Maybe, I don't know. The sweet sauce. (laughs) It was nearly impossible to hold, so it mostly turned into a fork and knife affair after a few bites, but it was one of the best food items I've ever eaten to this day. It's nice to see some of these end happily. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, do what you want with this feedback. I totally get if it's too sandwich adjacent to make it onto the segment, but I try to inject Canadian flavour into the world wherever I can. Stay safe and for Christ's sake, respect the sea. Josh from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, originator of the Donair. There so we go. I've, I've looked we're, it up. we're learning a lot. The Donair is a Halifax-specific delicacy, and mm. I've I've looked up Donair sauce. Get this right. All it is is quarter a cup of white vinegar, half a teaspoon of garlic powder, and two thirds of a cup of sweetened condensed milk. <laughs> Oh, that sounds It's horrible. milk, garlic and vinegar. Milk oh. and vinegar. Are you fucking mental? That sounds... Dis- I'm not- I was into that until... I'm not putting milk on my kebab. You Halifax creeps. Would you have, um, but- would you have like, mint yoghurt on your kebab? The sort I mean, of some milk people do. I don't, I, I don't like, like sort of milk yogurt like yogurt raita greek yogurt in general and things sweetened condensed milk that's like baby shit (laughs) like not actual shit it's like go have some baby would have go have some farley rusks with your don (laughs) i mean obviously Uh, i'd eat it immediately but i'm just saying it sounds gross (laughs) i do want i haven't had any poutine this year and that makes me very sad Uh, Mm. there we go matt hello here we have one from Jonathan Gilbert. Uh, it's a, it's a small. It's like a little poem to the uh, <laughs> sagas we've just had. He says, "Hey guys, when I was younger, I went over to a friend's house at lunchtime and was offered my choice of sandwich. I picked chocolate spread. All good until it was served to me. Until this day, I can still not work out the logic behind it. But for some reason, my friend's mother thought that Dare Lee would go very well with chocolate spread." No, I can confirm that it's the most horrid thing ever. But being raised as I was, I ate the whole thing, and one of the, it was one of the worst eating experiences of my life. As always, keep up the awesome work. That's that ex- does sound horrid. That's exactly the thing, though. If if a friend's mum 
served me a thing, I would eat all of it and I would say thank you and I wouldn't <laughs> say I wouldn't do anything to give away the fact that yeah. I wanted to fucking leave and run into the street. I'm sort of like wanting I'm trying to think what it would be like, but did you guys ever have the Philadelphia that was Cadbury flavoured? Oh my god, no. Yeah, that was but nice. Philadelphia kind kind of works because that's more like mashed cheesecake. I guess cheesecake. Yeah, you yeah, make cheesecakes from right. that. Mm-hmm. Like, Derrily's definitely cheesier yeah. than a Philadelphia. Uh, no, not for me. Uh, but, Sorry, yeah, Jonathan, but I appreciate yeah. your manners. It's, it's good we've lads got... like you that are keeping the world going. <laughs> so far we've got one happy ending and two miserable endings. <laughs> I want to see how this tallies out. Joe. Yes, this is from CJ in Nebraska, another long-time listener and writer in error. Hey guys, and all off, you know, we've already had one North American entry to this. I'm excited about the North American entries because I think they've got a higher class of madness. <laughs> hey guys, I hope you're well and staying healthy. Not after this. I am a little late to the sandwich chat. No, you're not. But I wanted to share a monstrosity of a sandwich that was served at a local restaurant where I live. The beast's name is the full leaded jacket. Does it just have an M16 between two, like in a hoagie? It sounds like it's anti-radioactive. It's like Chernobyl. It's a bun-sized cinnamon roll that is Fuck cut yeah. in half, serving as the bread portion of the sandwich. I fucking hope it is. Wear that out. With a burger covered in American chili, second chili sandwich. Topped with queso and jalapenos on top. This Queso's the fairly... like, nacho-type cheese, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this sounds fairly it's nice. It's probably more burger than sandwich, but regardless, it is a food nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried it, as I don't quite hate my stomach enough to give it a go, but my friends claim it was delicious. I believe the restaurant has stopped serving them. <laughs> I assume out of a sense of guilt for having committed this crime against food. As an aside, here in my home state, cinnamon rolls served alongside chili is a common staple. So common that it is served as part of school lunches. I recognise the objective oddness of this pairing, but somehow it works. I'm wondering if any... Oh, he says y'all, but I, I can't say y'all in my accent. I'm wondering if any of you fine people have any strange <laughs> regional food pairings you grew up with that only exist in your part of the world. Keep up the good work and stay well. I don't... I, don't, I feel like I've gone through this, so I don't know if we really do... If I really do. Well, um, England's small, so it doesn't feel like anything's too local. I guess like um, uh, like chips and curry sauce might be unusual mm-hmm. to some people. Yeah. So, so like in the black country, they batter chips, which is like, but it's not mm, like yeah. an unusual pairing. It's just a different preparation method. I definitely had some of those when I was in Leeds, and you, you get all the little like little bits of batter scraped up, and oh, they are really scraps. good. I what they're called. I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I've mentioned this before, but I remember at uni in Newcastle. This isn't a Newcastle thing. This is just mad. We went to one of those <laughs> shops where it was fish and chip shop, but also a Chinese, and they had like two desks, but in one place. Um, and my friend ordered chips and gravy, and we're still not sure if this was on purpose or by accident, but he got given chips and black bean sauce, and it was the <laughs> saltiest thing I have ever eaten in my life. It nearly <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Um, so not technically chosen, but it is a mad food combination. Mm-hmm. I can't really think anyway, of because yeah. it's because you know, like I think America's so massive that you get yeah. all sorts of weird little things that just proliferate, like a- apple pie and cheese. I never understand the apple pie and cheddar cheese thing. 
I mean, I just don't again, understand. Like, I'd eat it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I would eat what CJ's outline there. Like, I love cinnamon rolls, and actually, what's in the middle of it sounds all right. Sound, it sounds. I'm willing great. to give it a go. Yeah, yeah, I would not eat that. I'm not the world's biggest cinnamon fan, but I- I'd be willing to give it a go. It sounds better than a tepid chili sandwich at Reading <laughs> Festival. I'll so say far, that, that is that has been the most edible option so far. The poutine massive donna thing might sound nice in principle. I think at, when I was 18, I would have gone, that sounds amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and now I'm older, I'm like, ah, I that just seems ridiculous. Yeah, says the man who made what's-it-based tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I admitted that was a mistake halfway through making them. I tried to make my own taco belt, and it was a, a grown wrong. man. My palate's really evolved. Um, <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me in poutine and a thing. Normal flavoured things. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, next, got one from Daniel Roberts who says, Hi, you lovely lot. Hello. I hope you're all in good health and spirits. I am, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I've got a little bit little bit of a sniffle, but, you know, Uh-oh. who doesn't at this time of year? Uh, I've always loved the podcast, and when you recently started to delve into sandwiches, I thought, at last, a topic I can really sink my teeth into. Oh, I've got a sandwich to add to the order. It might not be the biggest, but by God, is it a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is don't know what it means, exactly I love what it. I was hoping for. <laughs> First, get yourself a tiger loaf baguette. Yep. Slice that mother lover till it resembles an upside down McDonald's sign. What? Sorry? What? Or, Sorry. or a W if you want to get technical. <laughs> Wait, um... It's just a W. It's just a W. But what do you mean, so, so like, lengthways, your long, thin baguette, you're chopping so you're kind of up, then down. It? So are you just creating, like, a zigzag, so you're creating troughs in it? Ah, oh, maybe. Is that what he means? Maybe that's, I think maybe that's what happens. I've never even seen a tiger loaf baguette, and now I'm furious about it. I want one. Anyway, <laughs> well, carry on. Maybe you can do this with it. After you've made your W shape... Next, add some barbecue chicken as the base to this behemoth. Mm-hmm. Then scatter a generous amount of diced chorizo on top. Yes. It's good so far. Glaze that bad boy with some baby rays. <laughs> Can't believe baby rays. Sweet baby rays. Uh, with some baby rays honey barbecue sauce. If you haven't seen the compilation of bits from a Facebook Live where, where Mark Zuckerberg says the word sweet baby rays about 400 times. We are, uh, I think we put yeah. it at the end of one podcast. It's going at the end of this podcast yeah. as well. Sweet baby rays. Um, and then finally, France, some grated mozzarella. Don't be tight. Scatter the fucker like a farmer does seeds. What, liberally and smartly to achieve good growth? What are you on about? You don't know what farmers do. Unnecessarily harsh. But so far, so we've got the barbecue chicken, the chorizo, some honey barbecue sauce, baby rays in particular, and some grated mozzarella. Sounds good so far. Mm-hmm. What do you think so far? Good, right? Well, it's not over yet. It's not, it's not like it's like it's torture. It's not over yet. Preheat the oven and bake it till the cheese melts. Then close that sandwich over like... Sorry. Then close that sandwich like the overfilled treasure chest that it is mm-hmm. and enjoy. After you consume that heaven-touched masterpiece, marvel at how a person can feel simultaneously full and empty. <laughs> I call I call this sandwich the you will die alone. <laughs> And it has got me through some emotional eating over the years. <laughs> oh, Daniel. I'm sorry for being mean to you now. Um, 
That sounds fantastic, to be honest. I would. I mean, that, that. sandwich does sound good. I'm I not going to lie. Chorizo is just the best flavour in the world. I mean, what he's yeah. done is he's created a sandwich pizza there, and, like, pizza's pretty mm. fucking good, so... You can't go wrong. Mm. Do you I know mean, what it I... sounds like it might go wrong. I just want to point this out to uh, people who might be attempting to eat more ethically in their lives. I've, I've attempted to eat a bit better recently. And by I have, I mean my girlfriend said we should, and I went, yes, I think you're probably right. You're nicer than me. Um, I genuinely, for a while, I was like, I literally could not fathom going vegetarian because of the loss of chorizo. I'm obsessed with chorizo. Mm-hmm. Turns out you can get chorizo-flavoured shroom dogs. Ooh, what? Uh, which is just mushroom... Hot, like mushroom sausages. Oh, okay. But it tastes exactly like chorizo. You can get them from Sainsbury's. I'm telling you, magic. It's just on that subject. Good. Linda McCartney's pulled pork burgers, oh. indistinguishable. Yeah, Linda McCartney's stuff in general. Her, uh, she's got like red pepper sausages. They're fucking incredible in a pasta. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is not sandwiches. Oh, there's uh, a mega one for Matt to read. Here we go. Yeah, after ben you had a short poem, now you've got a mini novella. I know, this is... Uh, a mini novella. <laughs> a yeah, a smaller novella. <laughs> From Ben Williams, who says, The year is 2010, and it is this country's boy's first day living in big old London town. <laughs> Feeling peckish and with no food in the house, I decided my first task in my new life is to find a fashionable local deli that sells fancy sandwiches with big city fillings, such as pastrami. <laughs> no more limp supermarket sandwiches in flimsy plastic prisms for this cultured city slacker. Here starts my transition into becoming one of the cosmopolitan sophisticates that surely surround my near, sorry, my new West Norwood abode. Is West Norwood good? I don't know this place. I haven't spent hardly any time there. But, <laughs> Gav of this know. podcast used to live there. Lovely pubs. Very nice. I donned my finest threadless t-shirt, which was the style at the time. Hope it still is, I got several. And after slight, uh, and after a slightly expectation punctuating jaunt through my new neighbourhood, I spot a little independent bagel shop. Bingo. I walk inside the emp- empty is establishment. Is that what it was called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo bagels. <laughs> you know, there's a bagel shop that's set up and shut down in the, next to our office in the space that we've been away <laughs> What? Yeah. It was a bad time to open a lot exactly. of Yeah, I feel oh, quite sorry for them. Oh, yeah. I would have eaten all the bagels from them. These yeah. idiots. Sorry, it's Thai Express <laughs> shut down as well. Sorry. What? <laughs> Is Moo still there? Yes. Against uh, all odds. Good. This means nothing wow. to anyone at listening. Definitely money laundering. <laughs> people love to know... People. It's like vlogging. People love to know our lives. <laughs> Particularly the two places we eat lunch. <laughs> Back to Ben. I walk inside what we assume is called bingo (laughs) Uh, and head towards the counter, behind which two older, dreadlocked gentlemen are chatting, perched on stools. I look around the walls and surfaces for a menu, but find nothing. In fact, all the walls are completely bare. I look inside the perspex chiller that forms the counter for some guidance. It's totally empty, apart from just one lonely piece of smoked salmon. (laughs) I feel the men's eyes on me. I can't just walk out now. A man like me should know how bagels work. I make a protracted hmm sound as if thoughtfully weighing my many options available to me. I declare that yes, I shall in fact take one smoked salmon bagel. 
I pay one of the gentlemen while the other assembles my order. He produces an unsliced bagel from stage left, lies it flat, and stuffs the bewildered salmon into the intact bagel central hole. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This wasn't a business. This was someone that's having a laugh. <laughs> they had one piece of salmon in the whole shop and no menu. The they, just, they just... They didn't even... <laughs> so, we have a bagel with salmon stuck in the hole. <laughs> just stuffed into the middle. <laughs> I look oh. on, frankly stunned, as he drops it into a paper bag before confidently handing it to me. Confidence the, is everything. The man's gaze feels like a challenge. So in rebuttal, I thank him before swiftly turning and exiting. <laughs> Out on the street... I feel so confused by this interaction that I feel that somehow I must have been the one that got it wrong. <laughs> Trying to move on from the experience, I take a bite of the bagel. And I mean, it's still food, right? <laughs> However, my teeth find no purchase on the unexpectedly hard and rubbery bread loop. It seems that they have bought part-baked bagels and then neglected to complete the rest of the cooking process themselves. <laughs> Jesus. At this point, I'm understandably hyper-suspicious of the provenance of the salmon, so I dump the whole thing in the bin, nip into a Tesco Express, and buy a BLT in the deflated deflated resignation. The provenance of the salmon sounds like a Booker Prize-winning novel. (laughs) I am... I I think you did the right thing. After seeing that, I would not be eating that salmon. I just... the, The thought of, like... Imagine just the action of shoving wet (laughs) <laughs> smoked salmon through the hole like you'd have to thumb it through you'd have yeah. to be like pushing it through and then pulling it like a magician getting hankies out of his pocket <laughs> how do... I don't understand how anyone thinks that's how it works are you sure you weren't on like a prank show <laughs> I never went back to that shop and if memory serves it closed a few months later <laughs> no <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> I assume it was a front it was a front business for nefarious activities, but surely you'd at least look at a picture of a bagel before opening up a shop selling them, right? That's insane. Fuck is me. It like, is it like one of those shops where they sell one t-shirt that costs £5,000 and then they close the shop if they sell it that day? Did they sell the one piece of salmon and part-baked bagel and they were like, job done. The art project is complete. That's absolute madness that's Um, fucking bonkers Ben what is going on I'm so glad you threw that away (laughs) you'd never have been able to email us we need to talk to Gav see if he ever encountered this bagel shop it's a great shout actually we've got an inside man Um, I bet it was Gav (laughs) with dreadlocks (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) right I've got one is it me it is me isn't it yeah it is you Stephen Horsley I don't have... Oh, yeah, this is, this refers back to a previous thing. I just realised I didn't know what he was referring to here for a second, and it sounds mad out of context. I don't have a sandwich story as excessive as the Juicy Jimmy, but I do have a story about a sandwich that cost me my Christmas holiday in 2013. <laughs> That's how you start a fucking email. Oh, and this is how you continue one. The sandwich in question is the muffaletta. <laughs> A sandwich originally from Italy, but enjoyed by Italian immigrants in New Orleans and New York. I saw Jamie Oliver make it once, and I thought I'd try it myself. 
To make this beauty, get yourself a loaf of focaccia and slice it horizontally. Then alternate layers of Italian deli meat, roasted red peppers, mozzarella and olives slash pickled veg. Season to taste and drizzle with olive oil. Wrap it in cling film. Oh, it sounds amazing. I've never even heard of it. Wrap it in cling film, then weigh it down with some books and leave it in the (laughs) fridge overnight. With some books? Books in a fridge? Isn't that in black books? Anyway. I was so excited with my creation that I didn't want to wait until the evening to try it. So I took a goodly chunk of it to work the next day. A goodly chunk. But this was also the deadline day for submitting your holiday request for the Christmas period, which my boss reminded me of about an hour before my lunch break. Don't worry, I said. I'll let you know after lunch. I need to speak to my family to confirm dates. I carried on working, and the closer it got to my break, the more I thought about my delicious sandwich waiting for me in the fridge. When it finally came to it, I grabbed my hunk of sandwich from the fridge and scarpered to a quiet corner to enjoy my meal in peace. Like Like it illicit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the noise he made. Lads, it was delicious. So delicious, in fact, that I spent my entire lunch break savouring every bite as to extend my enjoyment of this masterpiece I'd created. And, in the process, completely forgetting to sort out dates for Christmas. I went back to my desk and continued my workday, and it wasn't until the end of the day that my boss reminded me about the holidays, at which point all the best days had been taken, meaning I couldn't travel down south to see my family that year, so I had to spend Christmas with friends, all because of a sandwich. (laughs) But it does sound fucking good. Sounds like a good sandwich. Sometimes you just got to pay the price for a sandwich, and it sounds exactly. like you did the right thing. And if that's a whole Christmas with your family, sometimes you have to do it. I mean, oh. we've all been there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes Christmas with a family is worse than one sandwich. I've definitely experienced that. <laughs> uh, I've got one here from Sophia Tatidis, who says, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm not a sandwich-eating kind of person. Oh, we've got a friend for you, Matt. Yay. There we go. So I didn't think I'd have anything to bring to the conversation about giant ham sandwiches. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> After f- Everyone has a giant ham sandwich story. <laughs> mm-hmm. After finishing my exams for this semester, I allowed myself to get back to my favourite pastime, watching people cook on YouTube. I rarely cook the dishes featured, though. As an engineering student, my meals are sporadic. <laughs> <laughs> but today, the YouTube algorithm served me something special. <laughs> Binging with Babiche. Which oh, this is a good episode. Is it? I I don't know anything about it, Matt. I fill me in. Oh, the Brood Witch from Aquatine Hunger Force. Mm. To me, the title of the video is just a bundle bundle of random words. Me too. <laughs> what drew me in and compelled me to watch the video was the thumbnail featuring a bright a bright red loaf of bread filled with an assortment of fillings. Little did I know that I'd stumbled across <laughs> a giant ham sandwich from hell. <laughs> Disguised as your average 12 to 13 minute cooking tutorial, the video shows how the host prepares five types of lunch meats from scratch during the course of an entire week. I repeat, from scratch. (laughs) It might not sound like a big deal, but he grinds the same pork three times to achieve the perfect mortadella. (laughs) I need to watch this video now. That's so good. And the... And the finished sandwich is no regular sandwich. He bakes a custom bright red bun the size of a tiny baby. <laughs> then he slaps it. <laughs> then he slathers it with homemade mayo, stacks generous slices of the fruit of his labour, mortadella, ham, turkey, pastrami and roast beef. To finish this giant ham sandwich from hell, he pokes two holes at the front to be filled with horn-shaped breads. Horn-shaped, horn-shaped breads. I would guess breads and lastly makes a hole in the back to point 
to put a pointy baked tail. If that's not a proper giant hand sandwich from hell, then what is? Keep up the good work. Your podcast one of the best parts of the week, especially as the days grow shorter and darker here in Sweden. Sophia from Sweden. Oh, you I imagine they're the- very short days now. <laughs> you missed out the bit where she- oh. Sophia said spooky greetings. <laughs> well, it's obviously not Halloween anymore. I know, but spooky greetings is just a good thing to say at all times. <laughs> I love spooky greetings. Um, that I'm going to search out that video. Dude, add watch, context. Binging with Babish is incredible. Yeah. You know, like, there's like about six million different accounts where people are like, I make the food from games, and mm. it's always shite. Um, <laughs> binging with Babish is if you did that properly, but he makes food from TV series, and he makes mm-hmm. it as they describe it, and then he makes a proper delicious version of it afterwards, and it is incredible. Some of the stuff he's made is ludicrous. He makes the rum ham from Always Sunny, but good. It's it's incredible. Uh, yeah, very good. Ledge. Thank you for that, Sophia. It's good to see someone really sticking to the um, original objective of giant mm. ham sandwiches. Yep, I appreciate all the sandwiches, but let's not forget where this started. <laughs> I mean, I had. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you've, you've lucked in with another short and one. Teeny tiny one from Alex Fisher, who says, Hey there, candy canes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, it's Christmas. <laughs> best sandwich I ever had was one made for me by my sister-in-law, who is a professional caterer. It was served toasted and had very thin strips of beef with peanut butter. Basically, a satay sandwich. Fucking delicious. I, I like the idea of a satay sandwich. It does sound good, actually. At first, I was mm-hmm. like, nah, nah, nah. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer. Uh, uh, I think I prefer chicken to be chicken satay. Mm. Yeah, but beef mm. feels more fancy. What about beef and chicken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got one from DT Flitton from DT Flitton from Utah. And it's he sent in so two long. sandwich stories. <laughs> so long that we split it into two parts. So I'm part one. <laughs> um, <laughs> for some reason, I just had the thought that we should put the Mandalorian music here. You know when the chapter <laughs> headings come up. Ba-bong. Uh, okay. Oh, no, I've lost the page. There we go. (laughs) Greetings from the States. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I'll preface this by letting you know that there's two sandwich stories I've got for you. Hopefully at least one is entertaining to you. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. I've only just started listening to you guys recently, but I've gone through the most recent 20 or so episodes during my daily commutes. You're the first non-musical audio entertainment that I don't listen to at two times speed. (laughs) And it's been quite enjoyable to have you along for the ride. Quite. I like to think that's just because we're hard to understand. At two times speed. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Anyways, bad sandwich story time. Story one is about a heart attack. He puts heart attack in inverted commas, so I'm assuming that's a title as opposed to you had a heart attack after eating a sandwich. A salmon bagel, perhaps. (laughs) This one got dragged up from having been buried deep within my repressed memories, thanks to one of the previous listeners' sandwich story. So there's a burger joint in Chicago. Can't be bothered to remember the name. Good. That has got <laughs> that has got Americans figured out. The sandwich slash burger in question is called the heart attack. Its buns are comprised of grilled cheese sandwiches. Simple enough. But then, where other burger joints in the US sell quarter pounder or third pound patties, these had half pound patties. They were topped with four slices of bacon, American cheese, and optional onion rings. What's ridiculous isn't just the basic heart attack burger. 
Instead, it's that they recognise how terrible it is for you and call the upgrades, for which you get the additional patty with its bacon and cheese accompaniments, the double, triple and quadruple bypass burgers. (laughs) That's two pounds of beef with 16 slices of bacon and enough fake cheese to satisfy a normal family of four and still have the grilled cheeses (laughs) left over. Naturally, I went with the classic single patty burger because when in Rome and all that. However, the table next to me had a man order the quad, and I swear I could hear the man's arteries clogging. (laughs) (laughs) Never have I been so disturbed by another human eating, and as you're about to learn, that's saying something. Part two coming up. Also, I feel that the obligatory murica is probably appropriate here. He's excessive. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a point where it is just disgusting. <laughs> I was just thinking about what two pounds... Because obviously pounds means very little to me. Two pounds of beef. Yeah. And then I remembered that... Do you remember Epic Mealtime when that was a thing that people yeah. cared about? And we did one at, at uni where we made our own... We had a favourite pizza. We got two 20-inch versions of those pizza. And we included two pounds of uh, ground beef and chorizo burgers that we'd made in cake tins. <laughs> and I'm thinking about how much meat that was. And that we couldn't finish it between four of us in our house. That is absolutely grotesque. Well, it's, it's, it's eight burgers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. The thing is, if, like, uh, you know, we had our, uh, like, Christmas lunch the other day, which we did over Zoom, and I had, uh, like, just burger and fries and my thing there. I didn't eat for the rest of the day. Like, a normal burger will fill yeah. me up for a day. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea of trying to get this is, is, is basically a nightmare. Order yeah. the quad. Uh, I have, D.T. Flitton's part second sandwich story, Ooh. so part two here. Mm-hmm. The second story is from my high school days. One of my best mates made the mother of all sandwiches, to which I simply remember as the full lunchbox sandwich. <laughs> I just think it was just hard to sausage. get out. You had to kind of like pat it, turn it over and just pat it and just try and <laughs> get it out. Um, now understand that this is a man who would turn anything into a sandwich, but in this instance... He turned everything into a sandwich. (laughs) And that is sandwich in the singular. He took a loaf of bread. (laughs) That's always a good start. And rather than split it like a hoagie or sub, it was sliced for your typical daily use. So he made lots of slices. Okay, so he made lots of slices with the loaf. I get it. And with those slices, he made what would probably count as about 20 individual sandwiches merged into one. (laughs) Think of it as bread filling, bread filling, etc. Like the most fucked up (laughs) Scooby-Doo double-decker monstrosity come to life. PB and question mark check. Jam, honey, bananas, marmalade. You name something in your fridge, he likely had it. Deli meat and cheese, easy. Leftover pizza, of course. Crusts on two like some sort of psychopath. Last night's Thai food, that was his speciality dish. Oh, no. The idea of, like, pouring, pouring, like, stir-fry into a fucking sandwich. sandwich (laughs) That also has marmalade in. Um, (laughs) Really, you could say that this was a giant ham sandwich, just with way too much going on. He had a lu- he had a lunchbox that he always brought a classic tin. This beast filled the entire thing. The man ate it too during our normal lunch period. Aside from probably about three to four slices of bread and their associated fillings, he said it was pretty good too. <laughs> but he would put more fault into what fillings were next to each other next time. There should never be a next time off that. No. Personally, hope there is never a next time. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 
Oh, that is... Yeah, that's just too much. Again, not fair. Shall we swiftly put that move down on? As an, I'm putting that down as an unhappy ending. <laughs> uh, yes, Matt. Right, go on, okay. Young man. Here's one from Luke Spence. It says, Hello, folks. I'm an Irishman here to put forward the tale of a sandwich I would construct when I was a young'un. Well... This is mank now, so be warned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't heard the phrase mank for mank. years. Yeah. I started to use it again recently because I watched the film Mank. mank and I haven't yeah. heard yeah. the word mank in a while. We're dealing with three slices of bread here. This isn't your mother's sandwich. Mm-hmm. First of all, assemble a jam sandwich. Get two slices of bread, butter them each with jam on a slice of your choosing. I would choose the slice that would be placed on the bottom because I'm not a psychopath. But this is not a space for judgment, psychos. Here's the kicker now. The third slice gets added to the mix. This slice is covered with Nutella and placed on top of the jam sandwich. Oh baby, a triple. (laughs) This was not a common occurrence, as it is for a recipe for expanding the waistline, and my man was not having it. (laughs) But as a child, the thought occurred to me, why do we only use one or two slices of bread? There's loads in a pack. Carbs, younger Luke. Carbs are the baddies in in the great health triangle and should be limited. Or maybe they shouldn't. I'm not sure. Consult a ripped person for further information. Does Cardi eat eels? Best wishes from Luke. Where does that come from? (laughs) Is it because I sound like I'm from London and people think... like It's a stereotype, isn't it, that Cockney people eat... You're the, hit, you're the hitcher from, from I, Mighty Boosh. I love that that's yeah. just sudden like, here we go. Just can't eat eels. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. Um, I've never eaten an eel, nor do I really want to. I'm, I'm not a, just not a big seafood fan. What, you, uh, never, ha- you never had um, Japanese unagi? No, I, I'm not, I'm not doing eels. I'll do most oh, things. I'm, I'm fine eel. with like squid and octopus and stuff, but eels, nah. Too slippery. Nah. Fucking hell. Barbecued eel is an absolute wonder. Nah, it always put me off, you know, at the start of Blade Runner where Harrison Ford kind of slurps the eels. Or, oh, yeah, uh, slurping the eels. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, I was just say I don't eat eels. Carry That's on. <laughs> uh, I've got a very short one from someone called Slappy Maguire. <laughs> a beautiful Christian name you don't hear so much. Last heard in the Canterbury Tales, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried a toast toasty? Three slices of bread, one or two toasted, the third one providing the filling. Oddly tasted like chicken nuggets. Don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> Cheers, Slappy. How, how, does that, how does that taste like chicken nuggets? <laughs> what, literally like no butter or anything, just two dry pieces of toast? I'm just going with and, what Slappy says. And one untoasted bit of bread just in the middle. I, what I love is three slices of bread... One or two toasted, <laughs> with the third one providing the filling. So, so what? One toasted and two flat. Like so one? I have heard I of the toast sandwich before, it. of which I've just checked on Wikipedia to make sure I am remember right. There is an entry for toast sandwich, which is a toast sandwich is a sandwich made with two slices of bread in which the filling is a thin slice of toasted bread, which can be heavily buttered. An 1861 recipe says to add salt and pepper to <laughs> taste. What, and the Wikipedia doesn't say it tastes oddly like chicken nuggets? Uh, no, no. But it does Ow. say that the sandwich may be varied by adding a little pulled meat or very fine slices of cold meat. A little pulled meat. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not going to knock it. I'm sure it fight just tastes like bread, doesn't it? But um, chicken <laughs> well, nuggets, I'm not, I'm not sure. That, the Victorian recipe goes further. It says, in any of these forms will be found very tempting to the appetite of an invalid. <laughs> you can't be saying that anymore, can you? Uh, right, I think we only have a couple left, sadly, but they're lengthy. So here we go. I've got one here from Rob Flynn. Uh, I don't think that's the lead singer of Machine Head, but it could be. Here we go. Let me make sure I've got that right. Uh, It is, yeah. I wasn't wrong. Anyway, no one cares. Here's his sandwich story. (laughs) Just wanted to stop. Isn't Rob (laughs) Flynn also the... Yes, the... Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of Jerome Flynn from Robson and Jerome. So I was thinking of Robson Flynn, who don't exist. Carry on. Uh, just wanted to say, oh no, just wanted to start by thanking you for the hours of entertainment you've been providing through the year. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts since January. It's helped keep me sane during lockdown. It's my first time writing in, and of course, I'm here to talk about a sandwich. A Willem Dafoe sized hog of a sandwich. Wow. A lot of callbacks coming back here from yeah. a couple of months ago. We talked about Willem Dafoe's dick for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> what a year. Um,. <laughs> The year was 2014. I was in my first year of university and it was the last weekend before Christmas. Essays had been submitted, several of our flatmates had already left for festivities at home and those of us left were fairly bored and in need of some cheap entertainment. Suddenly one of my flatmates stumbled across a social media page posting about something called the Sabino's Challenge. <laughs> Apparently lots of people were trying this at the time. This sounds I don't like remember this. <laughs> This sounds like one of those things where you hear about it after, like, a child's died and they ban it yeah. in schools. <laughs> I, I've, I've never heard of this. Um, the Sabino's Challenge, I hear you ask. Well, to put it briefly, the Sabino's Challenge was a foot-long Subway sandwich wrapped inside a large Domino's pizza. Yes, 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 yes. I want to do this so badly. <laughs> Any flavour you like, which created some sort of carby Frankenstein burrito sandwich hybrid. What would you... I I think... You could actually do this logically if you did like a meatball marinara wrapped in a pepperoni pizza. Those are similar enough Mm. Mm flavours. I mean, it's still Mm -hmm. a ton of food, but, you know, at least it's not horrible tasting, but... Uh, as I feel the need to emphasise, we were bored. Very (laughs) bored. This combined with a morbid curiosity of eating... Oh, of eating challenges due to binge-watching lots of episodes of Man vs. Food. Remember, first year of uni. (laughs) (laughs) Meant that me and the housemate who discovered the challenge could not resist the temptation to try this monstrosity. Pizzas were ordered, Subway sandwiches were collected. I combined a pepperoni passion with the tuna sub for reasons I'll never quite understand. (laughs) Grotesque. That Come on, Rob. Bizarre choice. Just think about it for a second, <laughs> Rob. Uh, and we sat down to consume, giving ourselves a 30-minute time limit to finish the behemoth. Stop for a second. A Stop moth, for a second. I love it. There has never been a time where someone not doing this kind of thing has swapped the word eat for consume. Consume <laughs> in this is the only word that actually means what you mean. <laughs> Uh, what? There's no need. If you're bored, don't set a time limit. Just don't make it last as long as possible. Yeah, a day. Yeah, uh, there we go. It is the Sabino's challenge, after all. Um, mm. 
Turns out I ate the whole thing in around 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> Beating my flatmate who finished a few minutes later. Some might say that I overestimated the challenge, but I prefer to think that the sandwich <laughs> underestimated me. That's a large Domino's pizza and a sub in 12 minutes. That's so much money for a uni student as well. I know, that's like a good... I suppose if you're getting a deal for hot... If it was a Tuesday, you're getting one of those pizzas free. So it's, But that's still like 20 quid. Mm-hmm. Plus the sub's about... That's like 30 quid. Whoa. That's too uh, I'd love to tell you that I went out and painted the town red that night. I don't, not in the way you want to do think. <laughs> in a glorious celebration of my triumph. <laughs> but what actually followed was a carb-induced nap, an uncomfortable visit to the bathroom a couple of hours later. Mm-hmm. In the six years or so since this fateful evening, I've told this story anecdotally to a decent number of people. <laughs> and occasionally, at every job interview, you know, I did the Sabino challenge. Um, <laughs> and occasionally searched online for reference to the Sabino's challenge. Nobody has ever heard of this, <laughs> and I can't find any mention of it anywhere on the internet. So I'm now convinced that me and my housemate experienced some sort of combined hallucination and dreamt up the sandwich ourselves. Fully again. <laughs> strikes again. Two people lose their minds together and create a Subway challenge. <laughs> I suppose my follow-up question would be, whichever, uh, my sub- Sorry, I can't speak anymore. My follow-up question would be whether any of you have ever taken part in any food challenges and would you have any desire to? Keep up the fantastic content and for God's sake, respect the sea. I can um, tell you what was in my epic meal time. Fully. Uh we had um yeah, two twenty inch pizzas. Uh the local pizza place made something called the Ill Hand Special, which was <gasps> the greatest to this day, pizza I've ever eaten in my life. It was like a load of Turkish meats, uh, sesame seed crust. Oh my god, it was wonderful. We had one of those. I specifically, we ordered them. I had to send them back because we specifically asked for them unsliced. It's the most horrible thing I've ever had to do. I was <laughs> oh like, sorry, these are sliced. My. You have to take them back. Um, so we had that. Uh, two giant cake tin burgers made with beef and chorizo. We had eight chicken breasts that we'd marinated in our own rum barbecue sauce that we'd made uh we had an entire bag of onion rings an entire bag of onion bargies um there's some chips on there more rum barbecue sauce we put the other pizza on top turned it into a giant pizza burger and uh we made huge pint milkshakes of rum and chocolate (laughs) and i had to later that day we all had one thin slice fell over lay down, got drunk on the rum milkshakes and I had to put on Facebook asking anyone I knew to come to our house and eat as much of it as they could. So we had this like weird set of like creepy stragglers coming into my house for a slice of grim pizza burger. It was brilliant. I had a lovely time. So yeah, I didn't do anything quite like that. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, if I've just said it to friends, but once created a cocktail called the semaphore which you have was, talked about the semaphore. yeah it was it was named after because someone on university challenge we were watching said the word semaphore really funnily i, I can't even remember <laughs> what was funny about it it's like they shouted semaphore or something yeah and we didn't have any mixing bowls or glasses so it was made in a saucepan uh, and and it was just i think it was just some it was rum or whiskey i can't remember what it was now uh some coke and some vanilla crushum and that was the uh, 
it was actually quite nice them. i'd recommend it yeah it's just a spiced vanilla coke rum and Grotesque. out of a saucepan semaphore <laughs> there you go it has to be in a saucepan that is the key yeah sums you up neatly doesn't it yeah i've never but yeah i've never done like an eating competition or try i don't really want to eat under a time pressure <laughs> when Neither i was oh sorry when i was at uni there was, and like this is nowhere near like your kind of thing joe but there was like the, the one of the student pubs in coventry were just like they had the gammon challenge but it was just you bought an eight ounce gammon and paid an extra pound and then you got 16 ounces of gammon which was <laughs> a challenge <laughs> <laughs> which is hardly exactly a man versus Whoa, food deal what a mad what a mad challenge have some more gammon Oh, gammon boys! <laughs> oh, I love that. Have it with your uh, brie and grape sandwich, you Tory. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, we've got one more quite lengthy tale. This uh, subject line is so arresting <laughs> in our email inbox, and I knew we'd come to it that I've never read this. Like I read most of the emails we get. But yeah. I've never read this because the title of this email was so powerful. <laughs> I think Matt has the pleasure of, of bringing this tale to... I I will also admit, I skimmed it because I didn't want it ruined for me. I've, I know a couple of details, but I'm yet to know where right. this goes. But I please. have not. I've not opened... This is the first time I've seen this. This is, yeah. to my eyes, quite the offensive <laughs> opener. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, Alexander Vasquez, for your entry, which is the sandwich that brought a scalpel to my anus. (laughs) Quite the entry. (laughs) Hello, lads. I know. I'm I'm actually quite scared. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry for the header, but bear with me as we dive into a tale that forever changed my life and butthole (laughs) the setting i'm so glad that matt had to read this (laughs) because you can hear disappointment leaking (laughs) the setting chicago the windy city january 2020 oh it's recent yeah, when he says like the setting of Chicago, like in my mind, it's fading to like a, a Scorsese sort of yeah. gangster thing. It's, it's the twenty twenty, yeah, Chicago. adds a, adds a different cinematography to this. As news from China wafted <laughs> from local radios, <laughs> I'm visiting with my wife for our second <laughs> wedding anniversary. This is one of the most incredible. I don't know cities why it just made it a lot worse to me that you're married in this story. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the most incredible cities in the world. We're freezing as we're from Orlando, Florida, but are having an incredible time. An old Russian co-worker of mine na- named Slavko <laughs> grew up in this amazing place. And the first thing he suggests is the... He's giving me some pronunciation here. Is the Rico Beanies breaded steak sandwich. After two... hey, your go- oh, it's Russian, isn't it? If you yeah. have your head, the Rikobini's breaking steak sandwich. <laughs> After two days in the city, I decided to grab a ride over to his over to this place as I'm excited to try it out. As we arrive, I notice a giant article in poster form sitting in their display window. 
Chicago has the best sandwich in the world, and most people don't even know it, reads the headline. It is written by Ted Berg of USA Today. Well, Ted Berg, you have my full attention now. Walking in, I'm immediately hit by a, by a scent wave of fried meats, cheese, and marinara sauce. Thick enough to be used to lay a foundation. I was ecstatic. <laughs> I see the breaded steak sandwich and see that there are two sizes, regular and king-sized. As I consider myself royalty, I had to choose the king size. I realise that the description for the sandwich doesn't list sauce or marinara. It lists red gravy. <laughs> Bring on the gravy, baby. <laughs> I when my make num- this short film. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> when the number is called, I walk up and pick up a sandwich that is about the size of a baby Jesus in the manger. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Uh, <laughs> it all links to Christmas. When I open it up, I'm greeted to two massive fried chicken planks coated in red gravy, an unholy amount of mozzarella cheese, and enough hot peppers to feed a small commune. Wait, 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 wait. This is the breaded steak sandwich, and it's fried chicken. Chicken what? steaks, fried chicken steaks. Hold on. Breaded steak sandwich. This, they... America's got this thing which is fried chicken steak, haven't they? Where they do what, yeah. chicken fried steak is yeah. a steak fried like a chicken. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not fried chicken. Does is that but what you can you get use? chicken steaks? Can you? Yes. I'm sorry to have distracted from the game of story. Here we go. I'm Let's... more intrigued by what red gravy is. To be honest, it's like the red weed from War of the Worlds, and it's kind of squished down. <laughs> <laughs> right, where were we? My wife uh... gives me a look. That says, I'm disappointed in your life choices. I love, I love that none of this, he's mentioned that he's on his anniversary with his wife, but this, everything else up until that point is written like he's done this alone, like he's ashamed, <laughs> but it turns out he dragged his poor wife. Oh. I kid you not, this sandwich is probably three quarters of a pound or more. I am enjoying it like a fat kid at a buffet. I am fat, so this is really more of a description than a simile. <laughs> As I get further in, I realise that I'm feeling heavy and sweaty and I just want to hibernate. When I finish, we get we get a ride back to our hotel and I collapse against the side of the door of our Uber, ready to die in peace. We get back to the hotel and after about 30 minutes rest... Ready to die? Eating a chicken sandwich. It's just a sandwich. The red gravy. After about uh, 30 minutes of rest, I suggest to my wife that we get a little romance going. Oh my god. Fuck me, Jesus. How are you doing that after that? <laughs> she says, okay, with the same amount of enthusiasm that one puts forth when getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whoa, wait. Whoa, whoa, where's this going? <laughs> uh, sorry, the colonoscopy element. What? If I know... If a doctor says you need a colonoscopy, I don't give a half-hearted okay. I go, oh, I'm desperately ill. Okay. Uh, if we oh my god, here we go. Okay. As soon as I approach, she makes a gagging sound. Oh my god! <laughs> Why is this? What's happened? And says, I reek of beef. To which for me, is just, you know, the little kid in the vine going, yeah, I smell like beef. beef. I smell like beef. <laughs> I reek of beef. 
I'm ready to die because I reek of beef. It's a post-rock album. Uh, I then oh. realise that even in our hotel room, with the temperature around 20 degrees Fahrenheit, about minus 6 degrees centigrade, oh. I was sweating. <laughs> and my sweat was sticky like glue and smells of hot beef. Joe's had to leave the room. Oh my god! <laughs> Sticky like glue! And, and this is where the fun begins. Hot beef. Begins! Hot beefy glue sweat. There's a whole other. Oh no, I thought there was like a full other page of this. Oh, we're only halfway through. Yeah. As, as I go to relieve myself. I let out what sounds like a shot from the Resident Evil hand cannon. It was painful. It was spicy as it left my body. It was... Wait, 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 wait. Where did we get to the point where he'd left from the sex bit to the shitting bit? Maybe when he realised that he was leaking glue. (laughs) It was... Evil incarnate, departing from my carnal form. As I finish, I realise this blood splat on the toilet paper. Oh my god. I Red gravy. <laughs> I figure it's from the straining and, you know, the grease Probably. Beef, <laughs> red gravy and hot peppers. Oh. Fast forward to our home a week or so later. You can't I'm still do that. Feeling I'm still feeling pretty intense discomfort, and I feel my heartbeat in my butthole. <laughs> what does that mean? That's not I don't right. Know, but but at the same time, I can perfectly envision it. I can't imagine that feeling. As oh, I have done the things I've done. As I head into the evening, I feel immense swelling and searing pain any time I move around. It's 3am and I'm lying face down in a bed in a pool of tears. I cannot describe the unholy pain I was feeling. I have broken my MCL wrestling in high school. I had a... I had a... Appendicitis? (laughs) Yes. Sorry. (laughs) And, And the appendix removed. This was far worse. I give up and I head to the emergency room. Once there, I am told I have what is called an anal fistula. Oh my god. It's worse than it sounds. Oh god. (laughs) Just got this terrible idea that my housemates are outside this room just listening to me shout this into the abyss. Yeah. It's when a channel somewhere inside your anal canal opens up and splits off into the inside of your butt cheeks. It then forms what amounts to a massive pimple or boil that can eventually swell, block the exit, and cause incredible pain. They scheduled emergency surgery, and they took a scalpel to my anus and opened up the canal. I awoke in a haze and realised the pain is gone. The foe is... (laughs) The foe is vanquished. As we review the possible causes... I mentioned the monstrosity of the sandwich I consumed <laughs> in Chicago. My doctor, much like my wife, expresses pure disappointment. Yeah, that was probably the cause. <laughs> I go home, ass stuffed with gauze, 
Wife Full of Shame. And my I stomach. stuck with Gore's Wife Full of Shame as a second post-rock album. <laughs> <laughs> and my stomach longing for its long-departed lover, the breaded steak sandwich. Thank you for coming on this journey with me, dear friends. It's long, it's gross, but I'm thankful we made it. A word to the wise, don't max out your deductible for a sandwich. <laughs> it wasn't quite that great. Wow. Alexander, I don't think you ever expected this to be read on Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my fucking But what a gift to us all. (laughs) I don't know what 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 to say. say. (laughs) I mean, it was a sandwich story, I'll give it that, but oh, it went places. Also, I totally expected Ted Berg to come back into it. <laughs> Who's Ted Berg? <laughs> he must be well known. Of USA Chicago land area. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I just... Please never send me that again. Oh, that's so... <laughs> send as much as you can. I want every kind of scalpel anus sandwich story you've got. We are not doing scalpel anus stories next Christmas. <laughs> I will do it by myself. <laughs> Fucking oh. hell, it's so good. This was, was all worth it. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely worth it. Um, thank you for listening to all that. If you made it this far, that is, I like, would absolutely understand if you had switched off sometime in the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you for making it this far. Uh, I think that's sorry. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, yeah, apologies, but at the same time, hope you're having a good Christmas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Should we play some Sweet Baby Rays? Yeah, we should play Sweet Baby Rays. We'll be back, uh, oh, in exactly a week's time on on New Year's Year's Day. Day. We've got our Forgotten Gems. They're not really Generation. It's the best week. That's us three as well. It is. It's us again. Uh, Two weeks in a row. I'm sure we had a laugh then. I can't remember, but it definitely wasn't as vivid. (laughs) I didn't um, ever hear the words... (laughs) you reek like beef or, or <laughs> that I was sticky like glue and smelled like beef <laughs> any of those oh can we have sweet baby rays and the girl that says I smell like beef at the end of course we can and then silent night underneath <laughs> both of them <laughs> I'll see what I can uh, muster up I can probably yeah. achieve that perfect um, yeah that sounds great there we go uh, yeah. Merry Christmas <laughs> enjoy yourself eat a good sandwich tomorrow and tweet me it I want to see what the good sandwiches you make on Boxing Day. That's my question. Nice. Lovely stuff. Super. Goodbye. Over to Zuck. I smell like beef. What are are you guys making for dinner? Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce, I hope. Delicious. But hopefully for Canadian Thanksgiving, you get to eat a lot of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.